Pensacola right now with Bobby Rossi. Afternoons at 4. This is House Democrat leader Ventress Driscoll. Quote, this is a political move from a man who wants to run for president and distract from the abortion discussion. End quote. Wait, what? Teacher pay, one of the areas that, that Florida can improve on. I'm like, it's a political move. Why is it political? And then when I saw that they said it's political because he's distracting from the abortion discussion. What abortion discussion? On News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. It's time for your morning pep talk with Jenna Barr and the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 AM start out with a little Burt Bacharach music. Everybody has a version of that song, and oh, they're yeah. all great. Oh, all of them. I didn't That's know which Jackie one to du- choose. Jackie Dushannon did that. Yes. Um, also, Steve Tyrell. Of course, right. that's Dionne War- uh, Warwick that's singing that one, which, of course, I just went classic. Oh. Oh, yeah. I just thought that was appropriate. Dionne Warwick did a lot of Burt Bacharach stuff. Like oh, said, really? It was, oh, yeah. It was all great. Oh, yeah. I, oh, this makes you happy. But well, if you're, well, you've been here since 4 o'clock. I know. <laughs> you you need take, to I'm taking have over. something mild. <laughs> Get out, Andrew. I'm taking over. <laughs> We're talking flowers now, buddy. <laughs> hey, you better believe it. <laughs> no, it was great. And uh, it's so great to have you join us. So join us in the text line. Ask your questions. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. This is Pep Talk with the Garden Line. Mike is here till 10, and then it's just me. So get in the questions as soon as possible. Because after he leaves, I'm going to talk about Starbucks, and we're going to rip on them since Walmart had their turn yesterday. Um, well, I, I tell you what we do. We always seem to start, I guess because it has so much to do with gardening, we talk about the weather. Oh, actually, I want to ask you with your drive-in, how's the uh, how the roads look in Not the bad. fog? Not bad. It's okay? Not bad. All right, oh, good. Oh, it really wasn't bad at all. That's encouraging. Exactly. So I think um, but everybody still needs to be very, very careful but I'll have to tell you, um, the weather for the rest of the week is going to be high temperatures, but kind of cloudy and muggy and such as that. But, Jenna, could you believe yesterday, sunshine, 81 degrees in January. That's how we wrapped up in January. Pens- in Pensacola. Unbelievable. You know, I, I don't know why it came to mind. I'm sorry to throw a little politics into this. But oh, I, never, okay. I never forget our good mayor, Vince Wibbs, who always said, Pensacola is the place where thousands of people live, where millions wish they could. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, yesterday, I was supposed to talk to some folks. I didn't get a chance to do it up north yesterday on a, on a phone conference. And um, I was going to brag. But, I, you know, I told myself, Mike, you're just going to make them feel bad. They're going to think you're a jerk <laughs> sitting here bragging. Choose love. What Sit, the world yeah, needs now is Sitting love, there with a notebook love. by the pool, 81 <laughs> degrees and of sunshine. So in any event, but it looks like this cold weather coming up at the end of the week is not going to be severe. We'll get into the 40s. Let's hope but not. none of this 
you know, hard freeze foolishness that we've had. So anyway, so we move on into February. And I, I, one other thing about, about the weather, really not about the weather, but about plants. Um, going down Spanish Trail yesterday, um, to my left are red buds that are just blooming, beautiful. Then I got a little further, kind of right across from the airport entrance, Jerry May Garden Boulevard there, which um, goes into the airport. Um, and there, some of the red maples, which are huge, huge red maples, um, just bright red, a beautiful sight. It really is, which has got to tell us that we will get to spring maybe sooner it's rather than later. It's looking a little springish out it is there. Looking, it is looking a little springish. So in any event, those, um, those trees just were absolutely gorgeous and um there'll be more to come oh oh and the japanese magnolia all over town oh my goodness are, are just blooming matter of fact Phenomenal. many of them have, have dropped their buds and there's all around the base of the tree are these buds that fell off and that's kind of pretty in itself on um, the japanese magnolia is um also called a saucer magnolia oh okay and you know you can tell why because the blooms look oh yeah like a saucer and so colorful and there are many varieties of japanese magnolia salsa magnolias if you will with kind of different bloom styles if you will right right but um they all do kind of the same thing and bloom early early like they have been in the last week or so my son was saying it reminded him of cherry blossoms yes. a little bit yes it's, yes it, it i just does. imagine like monks walking around in their robes all <laughs> solemnly down my street <laughs> that's right now talking about Cherry blossoms, because um, I was going to finish up our little conversation last week about trees, but um, cherry blossoms are, um, we can grow cherry, our ch- ornamental cherry trees in Pensacola, and there are two types, basically, if you're going to look to buy one. One is called the Yoshino cherry, which is a white blossom, and the other one is called, oh, right, wow. and the other one is called a Kwanzan, which has kind of a pink blossom. But they will they will bloom in Pensacola. It's a great little tree. Um, it's not doesn't grow too tall. No, I used to have one in my in my yard yeah. at my old house. Actually, yeah. I think it got cut down because they found out there was a sinkhole underneath it. So I don't even know. I know you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. But oh my goodness, the birds were so beautiful coming in and out of that tree. Uh, I definitely let's put more of these up. Yep. Yeah, no, they're, they're they're great trees. Great color for um for springtime. And um, as I say, Kwanzan and Yoshino, ornamental cherries. Um, we did talk about deciduous trees last year, last year, last week, that lose their leaves in the wintertime. And I think we hit most of them. There were a few we missed. Um, we missed talking about the dogwood. Um, dogwoods, of course, over the decades have had some real problems insofar as disease is concerned. As a matter of fact, way back in the day, there was a quarantine of dogwoods coming out of Tennessee, where many of these trees are grown, coming into Florida. That's all passed. And the dogwoods, I think, this is just from my observation, seem to be um, have made a comeback and can really be a pretty tree. Um, do not try to plant a white, I mean, a pink dogwood. They don't do well here. The closest one is called a junior, Welch's Junior Miss, which has kind of a reddish, pinkish bloom, but white dogwoods. Um, the technical name is Cornus, Florida, and that's a white dogwood. And that's the one that does best for our, us here. Um, we did talk about the Japanese manolia just a minute ago. Red maples are blooming. Uh, sycamores, we talked about those because they're so big. 
Um, and then the last one we didn't talk about was a Drake Elm. The city has used a lot of those downtown along Palafox, and they really, really have done well. Beautiful bark, beautiful bark on, on a, a Drake Elm. And matter of fact, talking about the city, um, I have to applaud the city. They have hired and uh, have on the job a arborist, a city arborist, hmm. who is my understanding, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do with this, but it's my understanding that they're doing a tree inventory of the entire city of Pensacola. So that's great because we need to be a city of trees. And we've won some awards over the years for um, our trees and our tree canopies. But to have a professional on the job determining, um, you know, some of these trees need to be removed, some of the trees we need to put in their place, what are the best varieties for Pensacola. And also I know, I don't know this, I'm hoping this, that this arborist will insist that no matter where we plant trees, we have a, a way, a method to water them. So many of these landscapes and right-of-ways and such as that are put in, and they just don't thrive because they don't have any water. The city, we've talked about this before, has a water truck that is dedicated to water mm-hmm. some of these trees. And um, I always remember, I think I mentioned this before, back in my political days, we made the driver of that water truck the employee of the month because this was a young man who was so dedicated to keeping these trees alive, um, he got that award, and we were very proud of him. So, Jenna, oh, oh, we may need to take a little break. When we come back, let's look very quickly at some of the evergreen trees, some of the trees that keep their foliage versus the deciduous trees we've been talking about. And the reason we're talking about that is, especially deciduous trees, now is the time to plant. You know, you plant a deciduous trees when it doesn't have any leaves on it. And so because it just goes through less of a plant shock. But that's what, um, why we're talking about that. And we'll um, talk just for a few minutes about the um, evergreen trees, if you will. Okay, excellent. When we come back, we've got a question coming in. What type of fertilizer do I use on a new miniature azalea that we are planting in a yard? So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Also, a little help for our friend's yard over here. I want to make sure we help bring it back to life eventually. We're still in that dormant season. So yes, we are. we'll get there. We'll get there. And you can get all your questions into the garden line, 850-437-1620. Laura and I really wanted something that was inviting. We didn't want the traditional stuffy jewelry store. We wanted it to be sort of coastal casual, sort of really inviting, a place that was fun, that people could come and enjoy and not feel like they were being pressured. And we were shocked when we were recognized as one of America's coolest stores in 2018. They said, you know, there's not a lot like this in the Southeast, much less Pensacola. And we're really proud of it. Come visit us at Beret Jewelers. A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's Pep Talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on Pep Talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Uh, What'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at swmedspa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. 
Follow Stillwaters on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit SWMedSpa.com. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. All of your local news and talk from dependable host Andrew McKay on your morning drive with Pensacola Morning News 5 to 9 on News Radio 923. Good morning to you. I'm Jenna Barr. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. You can text in as well. 850-437-1620. Playing a little hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. Because it's National Hot Chocolate Day. Are they, are they cooking something out in the kitchen for us? I know. Let's hope so. Get to work. What are you guys doing out there? What is going Selling on here? things. Yeah. Uh, so... Really, what do you use when it comes to fertilizer for our new azaleas that we're, we're planting? Well, are they planting them right now? It looks it like. It looks like it, doesn't it? Yes. Um, yes, azaleas, um, one thing they do not need is lime because azaleas, like our acid soil, which we have in northwest Florida and Alabama, that's why you have, um, we've said this before, Bellingraph Gardens over there. That's, that's right. the most gorgeous azaleas ever because we have the soil that they like. No, what I would do if I was planting an azalea is, number one, azaleas are really bad about this, is score those roots. I mentioned last week, get your box cutter if you have to. Just kind of rip those roots up while you're planting it. Because if not, those roots will go round and round and round that pot. And when you put it in the ground like that, the water just won't go into the pot or into the root system because it's so tight. So loosen them up when you put it in. Um, a little Canadian sphagnum peat moss in the hole with them, I think, makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. But then just go ahead and plant them. Plant them at the same level they were in the pot. And as far as I'm concerned, I would use no fertilizer if you're just planting them. I just wouldn't do it. I think I would probably wait till the fall and fertilize them very lightly then. The secret is water. You've got to – new plantings, you've really got to water. And, of course um, – it follows the philosophy of right plant, right space, right time, um, because you've got to um, be sure that they're not in full blaring sun. Okay. For the most part, they don't like that, especially the dwarf azaleas, but not in pure shade either. So it's got to be, um, the plant's got to be in the right space. So in any event, um, that's, that's how I would do it. If that, those azaleas had been planted last year, and the question was, what do I fertilize them with? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, as we always talk about, we would wait till they finish blooming, and then we would fertilize them with, this is going to make a lot of sense, azalea fertilizer. There we go. <laughs> that you can Nailed buy it. just for fertilizer at a tight handful for every foot of height. Then in the fall, you do half of that amount. But that's, and then just put it all the way around to the edge of the plant and water it in if that azalea is already in the ground. Newly planted azalea, I would concentrate on planting it correctly 
and watering it. I think that's the most important thing. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that, Mike. Hey, before I get to your question about helping out with a, a 90% brown yard, I promise to get to your text here on the garden line, but let's jump on over to our phone lines. You can also call in with your questions. We have Diane from Pensacola. Go ahead, Diane. Good morning. I love your program, but I've missed it uh, recently since we've had so much cold. I know you're not supposed to trim azaleas until after they bloom, and I've heard you trim uh, rose bushes uh, like February 14th. Um, but I just would like a guideline of what we could, how we can trim back all these dead things like liriope, and uh, I've, I've even got burned evergreen bushes like Cleara japonica. Um, and also, I have some azaleas that are uh, encore azaleas planted at our church that have a lot of lichen on them. Could I go ahead and trim those back just to get a fresh start with those? Well, let's let's look at and them. They look they yeah. look terrible. Let's look at the three plants you talked about: um, evergreen giant liriope. Let's okay. go. Let's go there first. Um, I don't see a problem. Okay. I guess I don't see a problem because I'm going to do it myself. I've got a walkway in my backyard, a little path that goes to the side of the house, which I have spotted in there, evergreen giant liriope, which is just a monkey grass is what it is. It's a larger growing monkey grass, which is my absolute favorite. It just really grows. It has a good color to it. It grows very, very well. I don't have a problem cutting them back right now, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of things we have to, we can't cut back. We need to wait. But insofar as the evergreen giant liriope, I think you could go ahead and do it. Of course, I don't ever use trimmers. I use a pair of, of real sharp scissors. That's the best way to cut back that liriope. Sometimes you hit that those um, heavy-duty trimmers, it, it just doesn't cut them a clean cut. I would do um, some scissors and cut them down to, oh, if you know, maybe about six to eight inches, maybe a little lower than that, but that's about right. But I would do that right now. Now, you mentioned Cliera japonica which is one of my absolute favorite hedge plants. It has that nice bronzish new growth. Um, I have not seen around town a lot of damage on the Cliera. So what I would do on that plant, since that's a woody plant, is do nothing. I would just sit tight till we get into April or May and then see what damage you've got and then do the pruning on the Cliera then. I wouldn't do anything right now because you may be cutting off um, foliage or cutting off limbs, what have you, that you didn't really have to do it. On your Encore Azalea with the lichen, keep in mind that a lichen is that little gray, general little gray peely stuff that gets on the stems. Um, it really isn't doing any harm. The reason it is there is that that, is, that Encore Azalea has been, well, for lack of a better word, traumatized. Too hot, too cold, too wet, too dry, something. And that's when the lichen usually gets on there. All the books will tell you, don't try to peel off that. Just um, go ahead and do everything else right. Water, fertilizer, pruning, and all of that, and, and you should be okay. I would not cut back those Encore azaleas right now. Once again, that's your woody plant, very similar to the Clara, in that you need to wait to see what the damage really is. But I would not be too overly concerned about the lichen. It's really not doing that much damage. It's just an indicator if you will, that that plant has gone through some problems. And you can correct that by doing everything right. 
So those are the three plants, and that's sort of my take on them, what I would do. Mike, thank you for that. Uh, well, th- thank Diane for the call. Those yes. are great great questions because, you know, we, we're dealing with different things, like the evergreen giant laurepi, go ahead and cutting them back. It's like the agapanthus or the lily of the Nile, um, just laying over, looking nasty. Um, and, of course, so much of the literature is saying, don't cut anything back. Well, I cut it back. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, it's, it's just clean it up, and it's going to come back up because it's got that underground um, bulb-type structure that makes it come back. So right. um, I think we're going to be fine on that. So there are some things you can cut back. Most woody plants, you want to wait. A lot of these soft-tissue plants, the herbaceous plants, you can probably do a little pruning. All righty. Hey, let's take another quick break. When we come back, I promise to get to the next couple of questions. Before we take a break and head on over to the newsroom here on News Radio 92.3. Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Paul with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. In a world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand, and we have your back. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Looking to start a career or change your current career? Pensacola State College is the place for you. Choose from short-term, high-demand career and technical education programs, ranging from commercial vehicle driving to medical assisting. Call 850-484-2000. Are you looking to start your education or to change careers? Pensacola State College is the place for you. We offer bachelor's degrees, two-year degrees, career certificates, and more, ranging from nursing to welding. Apply today. PensacolaState.edu. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. Such an accident. No, no accident. That's good. That's good. I like it. Okay. Folks, I know I know you can't. We don't have TV here in the studio. But when Jenna dances, we know we've got the right music going on. Especially when since she's been up since four o'clock this morning doing yeah. Andrew's show, and now she's doing my show. And she's gonna do a show after this. This so. train is moving. <laughs> Well, this train is doing moving just, today. You're doing just great. Thank you. Oh, hey, help! I moved into a rental in October, and the yard, for the most part. Looked great. However, 90% of the yard is brown and I'm afraid it's completely dead. What can I do to help bring it back on a renter's budget? I not trying to invest too much into a property that I don't own. That's from our friend Andrea. No, that's, that's a great question. That's, that's a good question. Um, I, th- I think what her situation is, if is the grass is just dormant, uh, I, I, it may, you know, I, without seeing it, it's hard to tell. It could have be, could be dead because it had bugs or fungus or whatever last year but i think for the most part that grass is probably just dormant 
which means it's going to come back out here as we get into the next 30 to 60 days. Now, what I would do, um, and I appreciate, I really appreciate the call, the text, if you will, because here's somebody who's renting a home but has great pride in that in that yard. Exactly. That is great. So many times that's not the case. And I'm so I congratulate you. I applaud you for wanting to make it look good. Here's what I would do. I would buy some fertilizer. Mm-hmm. That's all I would do. I wouldn't worry about killing weeds. I wouldn't worry about fungus at this point. I would simply buy some fertilizer. Let me give you some numbers. A 1608 or a 15015. Or quite frankly, since you're not going to stay in a house, just a generic lawn fertilizer. Do not spend your money on a weed and feed. I wouldn't do. I would not do that. We don't recommend that anyway. But that's what I would do. I would get that fertilizer and put it on in April. Water it in. Keep it watered. That's what's going to make the difference. I think you'll be fine. All right. It's all looking green from here. Hey, Lynn, hang on. I know you're on the line waiting to get your question in. Just hang tight. We'll get to you next after our short Fox News and local news update here on News Radio 92.3. You're listening to The Garden Line. I'm Jennifer Koshinka with your Money Now. The Biden administration estimates it could collect as much as $4.7 billion from insurance companies with newer and tougher penalties for submitting improper charges on the taxpayers' tab for Medicare Advantage care. Federal watchdogs have been sounding the alarm about questionable charges on the government's private version of the Medicare program, with investigators raising the possibility insurance companies may be bilking taxpayers of billions of dollars every year by claiming members are sicker than they really are to receive inflated payments. U.S. labor officials found Apple executives ran afoul of labor law after they made remarks and set rules that allegedly chilled employee efforts to address workplace issues. The NLRB says it found merit in four charges alleging Apple's workplace policies reasonably tend to interfere with, restrain, or coerce employees who might try to confront their employer on problems at work. On Wall Street, the Dow Industrials up 64, NASDAQ up 69, S&P 500 up 17. That's your money now. And now, with a step back in the archives of Pensacola News, here's John Appleyard. January 31st, 1823, from Government House in Pensacola, Florida Territory. This is News Radio 1620. And now, also on FM 92.3. Just moments ago, the territory's recently arrived Governor William Duvall announced to newsmen that the study to determine a site for our territorial headquarters now has been completed. Listeners will recall that when Florida entered the United States, the territorial governor, Andrew Jackson, appointed 13 assemblymen to perform for the entire territory, announced that as policy, the assembly would meet annually, alternating their sessions between Pensacola and St. Augustine. Over two years, this arrangement proved very difficult. Thus, Duval appointed Dr. W.H. Simmons of St. Augustine and Mr. John E. Williams of Pensacola to make a land study and a recommendation for a capital site. That work now is finished. The surveyors have recommended and the governor has accepted a site about one mile south at the one-time Indian tribal location of Tallahassee. This is John Appleyard for News Radio 1620. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host was shot at by gorillas. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Bobby Rossi. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. 
Informative, local, dependable. Uh, before we get to our texts here on the Garden Line on News Radio 92.3, first of all, I'm Jenna Barr. Mike Wiggins is here to answer your gardening questions, yard questions. Please hang tight with us. We're going to speed through. I'm going to move things around. Uh, first, it looks like we have Lynn on the line. Let's get quickly with Lynn. Lynn, what's your question for Mike? What do you say, Lynn? Hi, Mike. I have a statement for you guys. We're having our first educational series since 2019 february the 14th on tuesday starting registration at 8 15 in the morning going to 245 in the afternoon we have the santa rosa county we have excambia county extension agents giving programs we have it's wonderful we feed you breakfast foods we feed you lunch and including in all that is uh just 25 dollars we talk on Herbs and microgreens, we have wildlife habitats, invasive species, fruit and citrus trees for our area. We have raised bed gardening, gardening with native plants, and uh, we have lawns. And I could go on and on. They can call, uh, go to PensacolaGardenCenter.com. They can get information there, click on events, click on educational, and then the registration form will come up. And registration is going fast. We only allow 120. We already have upwards of 70 already. Um, so they need to get the registration in. Must register by February the 6th. $25 includes breakfast, lunch, and, and handouts. We have so many handouts for everybody. Um, now, what next? The office is open Monday and Friday, 10 to 2. Wednesday, 2 to 6, that number is 850-432-6095 if you need more information or if I've talked too fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, you, you have not. Uh, Lynn, you, there are two things that I think you've left out. Number one, where is this going to be? And ooh, for those who don't know. Pensacola Garden Center. On 9th yes, Avenue. On 9th Avenue. On 9th, okay. I, 1850. North 9th Avenue at the Garden Center, our big brick building. Um, it's north, two blocks north of Blunt. Right. Now, the last Three. thing is, um, who is sponsoring this? Who Who's putting it on? Pensacola Federation of Garden Clubs. Very good. You All guys you guys are amazing. I tell you, mm-hmm. you do so much good work. And, um, and I'm so glad you're back in business with these seminars because, as you said, yeah. they are, they're very, very popular. COVID. Just a lot of great information, and um, I tell you yes, what, sir. I tell you what, Lynn, that's February fourteenth. Why don't Why don't you um, send me a text, um, and um, and I'll um, talk about it next week also to kind of tell people all about it. If you could do that for me, great. I'll send you an info right. text or email. It makes no difference. Just get it to us. <laughs> all right. Either all right. Way. Lynn, all right. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Absolutely. Lynn. I appreciate thank it. Good you. job. Good job. Appreciate it so much. Hey, let's jump over to our tax line here on the Garden Line. Good morning to you. 850-437-1620. Any advice on managing my big, beautiful, perpetually shedding magnolia? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Sorry no. to break the no. news to no. you. No, it's so funny you mentioned that because um we were gonna talk today. Um we may not have time. 
about trees that um, are evergreen trees. And obviously the very top of the list was magnolia, which is a beautiful tree. The only problem with magnolia, well, I shouldn't say the only problem, but one problem with magnolias is they drop the leaves all the time. You're always having to rake the leaves. And unless you limb it up, you're not going to grow much grass underneath it because it's going to be such dense shade. I really have, have no advice there other than um, just have to, have to rake them up and take care of it. I don't, um, I'm not saying to cut it down. I certainly would not do that. It's, they're too beautiful a tree. I will give you just a little hint looking forward for anybody listening that may say, I'd like to put in a magnolia. There's a variety called Little Jim. Little Jim, which is more of a upright growing magnolia versus the um, magnolia grandiflora. That's the name of the traditional magnolia we have in Pensacola. Little Jim. The city is planting some of those little gems around, as a matter of fact. I saw that the other day. So I, um, I wish you well on that. I, I, I look at folks' yards. I say, well, that magnolia is gorgeous. The blooms are amazing, but the leaves just fall all the time. So Oh, it happens. It happens. Maybe it's a fi- tough maybe battle. Find, maybe find a good teenager who needs a little work. <laughs> Go over there once a week and rake them all up. Um, give that a shot. Oh, I love this. I love some of these texts coming in. Um, I, let me, I'm going to try to respond individually as well. Just have a little patience with me. We've got a ton of calls and texts coming in right now. I'm trying my best. Uh, good morning. If you have time, can you talk for a little bit about little princess? Is it Spiria care? It's probably Spiria. Spiria. I would think, which is kind of a, if it's the same plan I'm thinking about, it's kind. It's a, a relatively low growing shrub it can grow high. has white blo- white blossoms on it s p i r i there's some white it looks like some yeah. uh, white white blossoms on it yeah pink as well yeah okay I, i'm not sure about the pink i was okay. familiar with the white um it's a, it's i don't want to call it an old fashioned plant but it kind of is been around Pensacola forever um i'd think i would just enjoy you could always prune it back um after the blooming time cycle probably in the fall It'll come back the next year, but um, a little traditional fertilizer, keep it watered, and that's probably what you can do. Did they indicate they were having a problem with it, Jenna? Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Just what's the best temperature the... and light? Oh, okay. It'll go in the sun. It'll go in the sun. Take some sun. filtered shade, but it'll take some sun. But, yes, that's all you have to do. And then, like I say, just water and, and take care of it as you normally would, fertilizer, that type of thing. Do we have the right plant? That's the whole thing. Um, I'm kind of guessing a little bit here that it's a spirea. Um, is there a picture of it over there, John? I don't have a picture of it, but if you'd like to send one, please do. Yeah, Let's, be um, sure we're talking about the same thing. Try to help out some banana trees. Should we go ahead and cut back some banana trees uh, due to the freeze or just pause? Well, that's that's a great question also. And what the experts are saying about banana trees specifically, if the stalk of the banana tree is mushy and just kind of just soft if you will i think i'd cut it back go ahead and cut it back but if not if not if for some reason you had it in an area that was protected and i can't imagine where that was because i have one banana plant i'm gonna whack it back this weekend because it is just a nasty mess i am i would say let it go and just see what happens but if it does have that 
that nasty look, just like that agapanthus had. You know, of course you're going to cut that stuff off. And elephant ears also. Elephant ears, we cut those off. So the banana plants are not unlike that. I would probably think, considering the temperature in the teens and what banana plants do, that you're probably going to have to cut it back. It's unfortunate because banana plants, a lot of people grow them to try to get the little bananas, has got to have 24 months of growing time without being cut back or frozen back or what have you. So, But I think we most of us have lost that chance this year and have to kind of start over. Okay, excellent. Uh, okay, real quick here, let's get over here. I need to purchase a pair of trimming shears. Where and what brand would you recommend? I have always liked Corona. You, they come in all different kinds. You can get the on with the long blade. You get the small little bypass bypass pruners, which I use all the time. And I would spend some money. I wouldn't go for the cheap ones. I would go for the kind of the top of the line because trust me, as much in Pensacola as we use our pruning shears to you know to cut off um, you know dead growth to keep plants under control, I would try them um, the top of the line. Corona. And I think you can buy them at the big box stores. That's probably like a Lowe's or Home Depot. I know they've got Corona. That's where I would go. It's my favorite. Okay, excellent. Uh, let's take a quick break. I'm going to have you identified some weeds over here. Then we'll get to, it looks like, is it Raymond or Ramon is on? The, just pause. I promise to get to your calls. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. This is The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. I'm Jenna Barr. We're here to help 437 1620. Attention hunters, it's time to get better results for your food plots and Barnes Feed Store has what you need to help make your hunting season a success. If you have soil sample results, bring it in and they'll point you in the right direction. Get your bags of pre-mixed seeds or single seeds, deer protein, rice bran, deer candy, and your headquarters for Pennington Rackmaster. Get your food plots right this year. Get over to Barnes Feed Store, a proud Pensacola tradition for over 65 years in Ensley and Old Palafox and in Molino on Highway 29. Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. After Pap Talk with Jenna Barr on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. We are doing the twist back here. We're twisting. We're running to the phone. We're running to the computer. We're Listen, I am so excited to hear from all of you today. It makes me so happy. It makes me feel so loved. We love hearing from you. Oh, Thank you do. so much Thank for you listening. Very much. Um, all right. So our friend sent us some weeds. Weeds. Let's put an S on that. Um, and you identified it. It's wart weed. Well, well yes. Here's, here's what the um, computer says. It's, it's a vernal Water starwort. It's not star wars, star wart. 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 I don't know Harry. if I totally believe that. It looks very similar to a chickweed, which is is very, very common. Chickweed's got a little smaller foliage on it. But I really wonder where that, if they're trying to control it, wonder where it is. 
Is it in a flower bed? It's out of bed? control. It's out of control. There's no question. <laughs> yeah. Is it in is it in a flower bed? Is it in the lawn? Is it just in a, a natural area? Uh, what? Uh, and they may not want to do anything with it because it is green and it's kind of covered everything. Mm-hmm. So they may it's just want to know what it was. Yeah. But um, I'm going to go with a star wart. Star wart. I love I love this show because I learn stuff all the yes. time. <laughs> get out your lightsaber and take it down. All right, let's get to Ramon on the phone. Go ahead. What's your question? Good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, I, I tuned in late. I tuned in late this time, and I may have missed. Did you already mention whether you thought it was a good time to go ahead and lay down dimension this early in February or this early going into February? Getting close. My, I have one more question after that. Okay, that's a very good question for everybody. Just dimension, of course, is a pre-emergence herbicide. I like middle of February, fifteenth. Of course, you don't have to be right on the fifteenth. A little bit before, a little bit after. But, yes, I think you're right, very, very close to putting out dimension to control those weeds. Yes. Okay, and I typically do use a, it might be a Fertilum product. It's uh, like a 15015. I think it's, uh, I usually use the dimension product. But I've also been reading some things about something called prodiamine. I wanted your opinion on that. Say that word again. Prodiamine. Sodiamine. I don't I know. That. I don't. I don't know that one. Tridiamine. Sodiamine. I don't know. No, is, is that a weed? Is that a weed? Is that a um, weed killer? I think. Yeah, I think it's another uh, another type of a uh, um, pre-emergence, pre-emergence weed killer. Could it could easily be there? Let me tell you, there are so many new products out there from all different vendors um, for weed control. Um, that I like, to, okay. I kind of like to deal with the basics, deal with dimension, deal with atrazine. Yeah. Those, those are really, really good ones. This one I, I am not familiar with, but, okay. but once again, let me squeeze in one more question. Sure. Quick. So this, this winter, as the grass went dormant, it's going to be, and I've been working on this lawn for maybe the last year and a half, trying to build it back up. When we moved in, it was in bad shape. But um, I noticed when the grass was dormant, like right now, there are some sprouts or some plugs of a green, what looks like a, a grass. And um, I'm certain it's something invasive that I need to get rid of. I didn't know if you knew of anything that typically pops up this early or during the winter while the grass is dormant. But it's, it's as green as can be. And it's, a, it's definitely a grassy Right. Maybe and, like a long blade grass. Right. And I and I you know, it's hard to say exactly what that is. However, there are winter weeds, of course, that will come up and once the hot weather comes, then they will go away. Your your dimension is going to control future weeds. Nothing that's there. It's going to control those right, future right. weeds going and going into the summer, into the spring. So on those I those green weeds, there really is nothing one can do about them, no matter what they are. You don't want to use a post-emergence weed killer on a dormant centipede grass. That would be absolutely the wrong thing to do. You could get out there and pull them, but sure. if you're like me, you're not going to do that. <laughs> so um, I think I would just ignore. Uh, oh man, you're a better man than me. Um, I I would just you know you know pull them or just kind of ignore it. And when that centipede starts to come out of dormancy, then. Um, Mow it, keep mowing it high. You know, you got to mow it high. Sometimes that will be some of the best ways to control weeds when you mow it, when you mow those grass yeah. is high. When you scalp it, the weeds have a better chance. Oh, and wait, real quick, Absolutely. real quick, before you go, I want to say you mentioned the 15015 by Fertilome, a good product, but don't use that until April or even May. Dimension now, 
fertilizer later. Okay. Got it. Got okay. It. Go All get them. Right. Thank you. Appreciate your call, Ramon. Hey, uh, from our friend Scott, why do you prefer prepare words are hard. Why do you prefer the liquid pre-emergent over the granular weed killer? Well, I think you can use both. Just dimension, as um, Ramon mentioned, dimension is really a good product and you can put it out granular. A lot of people would rather put out a bag of granular product more than they want to get a liquid, mix it up in the sprayer, doing the arithmetic to figure out how many tablespoonfuls per gallon, how many gallons per thousand square feet, and how many thousand square feet units am I going to have to spray? I think it's, I think it's basically more convenient to put out the granular. However, however, I have found over the years that the liquid, um, the liquid atrazine especially, is maybe a little more effective than the granular. That is just personal experience. Scientifically, that may not be totally true. But I think that's the reason people do put out the granular is simply for convenience sake. And they don't have to do a bunch of mixing and spraying. They can put it in their fertilizer spreader and go. But you know what we've always said on our show, that putting that dimension out with a fertilizer spreader is fine. But do not, do not get that in your flower beds. You just don't want to do it. And any tender trees, new trees you put in there, try to keep it away from the drip line of those trees. Mm-hmm. That's that's very, very important. Okay, excellent. Uh, let's get to a couple more questions here. What is the best generic weed chemical for St. Augustine, centipede, and zoysia grass? Well, and, and we, just, we just kind of talked about that. That's a great question because so many people are involved in that. I like the two we just talked about, um, dimension and atrazine. I like to do it middle of February, and then then for those weeds that escape the pre-emergence, and keep in mind, this is we all know the crazy weather we have here in northwest Florida. Some of these chemicals are going to do a good job for you. Some are not going to do a great job. These weeds are going to escape some of that. So what I would do is plan on using a post-emergence weed killer. Once that grass is out of dormancy, let's say in April, maybe early May, before it gets too hot. And I really do like Trimec, T-R-I-M-E-C, as that particular chemical. But is that Trimec is the wrong chemical to use now while that grass is dormant. You've got to wait for that grass is nice and green and the weeds are green, and then you go after them. That's what I would do. All righty. That's what Mike would do. Uh, we need a T-shirt with that and then some gardening things on it i'm telling you yeah then, then you have to add on there some people would add on there you gotta be kidding i know exactly uh 850-437-1620 got a couple more questions coming in but let's take a final break before we come back hit these last couple questions and i can show you some pictures during our break if you want to try to squeeze one in i can't promise i'll get to it but 437-1620 hi i'm mansfield co from pensacola hardware we are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. 
Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. All right, we're moving things along this morning because we only have about two and a half minutes left to get through the rest of our messages. So first of all, let's get to that picture somebody texted in. Uh, of course, it's blooming too. It's a, it's a camellia. Beautiful camellia. It's a camellia. You know another name I read the other day, another name for them, camellia, a rose of winter. That's kind of poetic, isn't it? Very, very true. It's a rose of winter because it's one of the few things that oh, are going to bloom that. in the winter. And... And just for the record, my Sasanqua, which I thought was had had it, I thought all the buds were dead. About half the buds were, but the other buds, I had some beautiful Sasanqua blooms in the last couple of weeks. Oh, excellent. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, Yes, and it definitely is the rose of winter. It brings rose some cheer of winter. to right. our chillier weather <laughs> here. Uh, do you recommend doing weed and feed? And if you do, when should somebody do it? No, I, I don't like to weed and feed itself the combination product right. because as we've just said this morning that's putting fertilizer on too early and just putting a high nitrogen fertilizer on too early which is many kind times will yellow out your yard your yard will usually survive that but it's just not being used by the grass when you put the fertilizer out that early when it's dormant put the pre-emergence weed killer on with granular or spray one of the two as we've talked about and then hold off on the fertilizer till we get into april or may excellent all right one final question before we wrap things up on the garden line let's talk about staghorns real quick we have a friend here who has a 200 pound plus staghorn (laughs) yes it's hanging in a tree uh about four feet across but the freeze took made it have you know it took a hit with the freeze sure so what can one do to get it to come back i would do nothing just let it i would i would let let it it stay let it stay since it's obviously flourished where it is i would leave it where it is unless it freezes again then who's going to move a 200 pound (laughs) staghorn fern probably nobody so i'm leave it where it is and i would simply let mother nature take her course with that and i bet you it's going to come back very pretty Excellent. Hey, thank you for squeezing in all of your calls and questions this morning. I appreciate it. Of course, Mike will be joining us again next week here on News Radio 92 3 on Pep Talk for the Garden Line. So just save our number for next week, 437 1620. Well, thank everybody for their calls. We had record number of calls today. It was a lot. And we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And thank you to Front Desk Tina for managing all the calls as well. <laughs> FDT, you're the real MVP. We love you. <laughs> hey, we'll talk to you next Next week here on the Garden Line, stay tuned. Pro Health is joining me coming up next. Dep-